You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Happy Monday, everybody. Hopefully you had a relaxing weekend because I did not. Like I said on Friday, I'm in the process of moving, which is also why I'm speaking kind of lower today. Sorry if it sounds that way. Um, Still in the process of moving, still filling up the office, so there's still a little bit of an echo, so I'm trying to keep it down to prevent that a little bit. Um, But that being said, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of of whole nine sports where you can find all of my written work i hope you all had a great weekend again sorry that i'm just repeating that uh if you saw my tweet i I mean now it would be last night but at the time i'm recording this a couple hours ago uh not feeling too hot so that's really fun um (laughs) that is also why today's topics are all things that i can just ramble on about and things that I love because, yeah, not feeling too hot, so it's going to be fun to at least talk about these things that are interesting to me. Hopefully you get a little bit of a, hopefully you get a little bit of value from it. I know that it's completely different from what I've done before. Uh, we're going to talk about the top Gators in the NFL this past season. So we're taking a look at pro guys after they left. We'll talk about Bradley Beal being an absolute scoring machine, who, again, former Gator, now a pro. And I'll predict Kyle Pitts' stats for his rookie year, and I'll hope I'm not god-awful with it. Or if I am god-awful, I'm hoping it's because he way exceeded them. Uh, Before we get started, thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. With that being said, Apple Podcasts still being a little screwy, still dropping the ball everywhere. Um, They've been going through some issues and uploads are inconsistent there, so feel free to use Spotify or Odyssey for the time being to be more up to date. Before we get started again, sorry, um, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. As promised, we're going to start the show off talking about some of the top Gators in the NFL. I've got five names here who... Again, you may disagree with this. I'm only including Gators that are playing next year as well, so or at least expected to play next year as well. So if you were hoping to see a pouncy, not going to happen. Um, so there is an O-lineman on this list, though. But I'm going to start off with someone who I was super high on coming out of college. I had him as my 20th overall player and he went i believe 105 to the saints which is insane but chauncey gardner johnson the defensive back i know he's listed as a safety but he plays primarily in that nickel role um he is a beast i I love them coming out i love him now i think i think that he's only gotten just just so much better um he had 66 tackles this year one sack one pick and he allowed a passer rating of 72.2, which uh, 
without context is just completely random. But here's your context. The NFL average passer rating is 88.6. So he was 16.4 points below for the lower passer rating. Uh, So it's a great year. He's really stepped up. He said, I think it was last week or the week before that, that as of next year, he wants to be the highest paid, I believe, defensive back in the NFL. So we'll see if he could do that. He is an absolute freak. He is the most annoying player in the NFL in the best possible way. Like, you know how mad you have to get someone in an NFL game to swing on you? Like, like Chauncey does that. So, like, that's one of the reasons I love him. He is all-time, all-chirp team. You just can't get better than that. Looking at another quote-unquote safety, Marcus May, who, uh, I, I know that I was, uh, I was high on him coming out of college as well. Uh, I, <laughs> I was very upset that he went to the Jets, especially the same year, I believe it was, that they drafted Jamal Adams. So that was super disappointing because I was like, oh, great, he's never going to get to play. Fast forward just a few short years later, Jamal Adams is now a Seattle Seahawk. Marcus May is the starting safety for the Jets. He had 88 tackles, two sacks, two interceptions, and allowed a passer rating of 80.4. Now, one of the biggest things to take note of between Marcus May and Jamal Adams is that uh, once once Jamal Adams left the Jets, Marcus May kind of took over that same role that Jamal Adams played, very close to the line of scrimmage. And while again, two sacks and nothing fantastic, especially compared to Jamal Adams setting the record. Jamal Adams is an edge rusher. I don't care what anyone says. He's not a safety. Um, but Marcus May had two interceptions, which if I'm not mistaken, more than Jamal Adams has had in his entire career so far. Uh, so fun stuff. There we go. Going <laughs> seemingly back in time this year, Joe Hayden is the third Gator on this list. 52 tackles. Again, he's a corner, so nothing really important there. Um, Two interceptions. One, he took to the crib and a passer rating of 75.9, so also below that NFL average he kept quarterbacks. It's, It's weird because when you talk about Joe Hayden, you think about when he was with the Browns and when it was a debate that he might be the best cornerback in the NFL, and then... He dropped off a little bit. He fell off a tiny bit. I'm not going to lie to you. But then people talk about him now as if he's washed up. And it's like, then watch the game. You'll see. Uh, Joe Hayden is still playing at a very high level. It's still super impressive from him. And I'm hoping he can continue doing that. But of course, that's going to be incredibly difficult to maintain that level of success and production in the NFL. It's already insane that he's kept it up as long as he has so far. To take a break from defensive backs for a second, foreshadowing, there we go. Uh, Trent Brown, formerly of the Patriots, then the Raiders, and currently a Patriot again. King. That's that's all I got to say. He is a king. He is a stud tackle. Uh, when he was with the Patriots, he got this the highest paid contract for an offensive tackle in NFL history with the Raiders after the Patriots' amazing run that he had. Uh, and then he's now too expensive for the Raiders to afford, and so they traded him back to the Patriots. And then the Raiders drafted Alex Leatherwood at 17, so say what you will about that one. 
but uh, I think it's funny. I'll leave it at that. Next up, and to round out, we have Keanu Neal, which is like weird to hear, just because he's been given a, a pretty bad rap in the NFL. He had a hundred tackles this year, one sack, one pick, and when it comes to passer rating, Keanu Neal allowed a passer rating of ninety-eight point three, which, as you now know, is about ten points higher than the NFL average. So it's, it's not great in coverage. But he was playing more of a roaming safety role as opposed to the box safety where he belongs. And now Keanu is going to the Dallas Cowboys. And, I mean, he's been listed as a linebacker now. So really moving down to where he belongs where he's going to get to make some plays and get some, and get pretty dirty in the run game, which is, that's where he belongs, really. Uh, linebackers nowadays are so athletic that Keanu Neal won't even be the fastest one around. So... It's it's absolutely nothing new here, but Keanu moving to linebacker is a fun thing. Um, like I said, it's nothing new. We've seen safeties move to linebacker before it happens, but I'm still excited for it because, I mean, he had 100 tackles as a safety that's playing pretty out of position, so I'm thinking of what he can do near the line of scrimmage, and I'm thinking of the tackles for a loss and the sacks he can get, and I'm very excited, and I think that He's going to give the Cowboys, again, hate admitting this as a Giants fan, I think he's going to give the Cowboys someone who can really match up with those shiftier tight ends and, you know, not be a liability in coverage. I get a lot of pass rating, 98.3. But again, that was covering receivers. Now he's going to be covering tight ends. He'll be more equipped, uh, again, as he's making that transition to linebacker in Dallas. You know what else is making a transition? this show right now <laughs> bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action bet online even covers award shows tv shows and reality tv with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine it is the best way to place your bets and it's 100 percent free to sign up Head to the website or use your mobile device, which is, like I've said before, that that's how I prefer to do it, to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. No space. Coming back for this second segment, we're going to take a look at one of my favorite guards of all time, one of my favorite basketball players of all time, Bradley Beal, and we're going to talk about how he is an absolute scoring machine. He is on a tear right now. Also, he has one of my favorite, whatever, GIF memes, whatever you want to call it, where he's standing in the tunnel, and he's very cockily confused at a fan. Uh, one of my favorite things that, I can, that I've seen, and I love it, and Bradley Beal was someone who coming out of college was ridiculous he's been in the nfl i mean in the nba now for uh almost a decade and he's 27 so he is ridiculous i want to make that very clear he's also ridiculous in the sense that he's had three 40 point games in his last 10 games which is absolutely bonkers if you're asking me that is just ridiculous especially when he's on you know the team that he's on you could say that that's more likely that he'd score more it's less likely that he'd score more given that there's another 
certain ball dominant guard in the team um so you can say what you want to say about it you know it is what it is but uh <laughs> I, I think that it's very impressive that three 40 point games in 10 games is an absurd stretch um he's also currently scoring a career high 31.4 points per game which insane it's just ridiculous to me how much uh how heavily offensively this nba is now um it's just absurd that people can score 31.4 points per game and be considered the second best player on their team um i'm not debating that at all i just want to make that very clear it's just insane to me that i mean scoring was always king but of course he's got russell westbrook who just does everything so damn well it's insane um so i mean he's just a scoring beast and bradley beals also got the second most rebounds per game and steals per game in his career so he's not just getting better as a scorer he's getting better as a basketball player he's down on assists still near his career high but he's down on assists mainly because again a ball dominant guard is in his system with him and so like that's obviously why he's got less assists uh he's also shooting a career high 49 percent from the field which is another thing (laughs) that it's like it's so insane to me how efficient offenses can be now and how efficient scorers can be now just 49 percent shooting is i'd probably shoot if i'm being generous when i go to the park i'm probably like and i mean park like shoot around like no one guarding me probably 4.9 percent from the field it's bad that's from the field so including layups all that it's bad uh i am bad (laughs) but uh yeah bradley beal insane scorer incredible player just still the fact that he's still only 27 will just always blow my mind because i'm 25 so he's just two years older than me and he's 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 doing what he's doing you know it's insane and uh i mean who knows maybe in two years i'll be scoring 31.4 points per game in the nba you'd never like you can't say you can never say never you get it like i'm just saying he's just a scoring machine he's also got the second most free throws of, of his career and his highest free throw percentage on the season which again just goes to show that he is evolving so much more he's getting to the rim more often he's attacking defenses he's making them work and making them earn it and it's creating more opportunities for himself it's slowing down the game for his team it's putting the other team's defensive players in foul trouble which of course if you're not a big basketball person that's huge if you can get star players off the court at any time uh of course just because then you can take advantage of that and demolish them so bradley beal is an absolute scoring machine he's on a tear and i'm honestly a little bit disgusted with myself that i didn't find a way to talk about him even more and i'll find ways to do it i promise he's and yeah again it's just mind-blowing to me that he is near automatic from the free throw line and 50 percent shooting is absurd but whatever i i digress you know what else is near automatic built bar Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, though, I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. 
If you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like I most certainly do, that is no longer a problem. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at buildbar.com. If you play fantasy football, you're going to want to keep track of a certain fourth overall pick this year who is an absolute stud um, I'll say it like that. It's my show. I can do what I want, you know? Um, Kyle Pitts, of course, out of Florida, drafted fourth overall to the Atlanta Falcons. So much hype around him. There's obviously those questions of, you know, should they have gone quarterback? Should they have gone defense? What's going on with it? Uh, will he fit in well with this offense, which, of course, I've covered extensively that I think he will fit in with this offense and new head coach Arthur Smith fantastically. Um, Kyle Pitts is kind of third fiddle right now. He's behind Calvin Ridley. He's behind Julio Jones. He's ahead of Hayden Hurst. Don't care what anyone says. There's a reason that they declined Hayden Hurst's fifth-year option for next year. Um, But Kyle Pitts is someone who, you know, he's played – a little bit in line he's played slot he's played wide receiver you know he's, he's lined up all over the field and we're expecting him to still be used in a variety of ways and be productive at that point but one thing that's got a lot of people worrying rookie tight ends not productive really ever but you're i mean that's comparing him to other tight ends like guys like tj hawkinson you know fantastic tight end prospect but he is a true thoroughbred tight end you're looking at kyle pitts you're talking to someone who's like dan mullen said it best a unicorn he can play tight end in line he can play the big slot consistently he can move out wide and just dominate your corners so i mean it raises the question of really where's this guy for him? Because, you know, obviously this guy's a limit with him. We know that there's a reason he was drafted fourth overall. So where is this guy for Kyle Pitts? And I'll say that this year, I think he's going to be ridiculously productive for a rookie tight end, but I don't think that enough people are going to acknowledge and recognize how absurd it is that a rookie tight end is putting up these numbers. First up, we're looking at catches. I was fighting myself between 60 and 70 catches for Kyle Pitts. So I'm going to just go right down the middle, and I am going to go with 65 receptions for Kyle Pitts. Uh, Granted, don't forget, we are now in a 17-game season in the NFL, so that's just under four catches per game. So it's really not insane, especially when you consider he might be shut down some games, but he's probably most likely also going to have games where he's got eight, nine catches. Um, So keep in mind, we are now in a 17-game season in the NFL, so these stats might look bigger than you used to. Um, that's what she said. I'm sorry, I had to do it. Uh, I'm looking at about 800 receiving yards. Again, that sounds insane, but when you consider a 17-game season, not really. That's that's less than 50 yards per game, which, I mean, if he's getting four catches per game, odds are he's going to have 10-ish yards per catch so it's really not insane 
to say the whole 65 catches, 800 receiving yards. That's not super out of the ordinary. We're looking at probably, I'll say, six touchdowns. And I want it to go higher. But my reasoning behind it, I'm thinking that NFL defenses, when they're in the red zone, are really going to key in on Kyle Pitts. We've seen that's where he eats. And that's where he ate in college. So that's something to really keep in mind with Kyle Pitts is that in the red zone, he's going to be defended differently. So six touchdowns, not insane. And again, that's a touchdown every just over or just under really three games. So not that crazy when you think about it. Again, 17 game season is very new to the NFL. It's very new to everybody and stats are going to look a bit crazy, which happens every time really like we try to compare guys who were playing 14 game seasons and it's like wow they sucked really like when you look at their seasons or you look at their passing numbers receiving numbers it's like wow it was just a different era not only was it a different era which by the way we are now in another new era of the nfl the offense is so overpowered and favored here so Another thing to keep in mind, and tight end has never been as prominent as it has, as it is now with guys like Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, just making plays on a consistent basis. So, again, a different era. Not only was it a different era back then, now they're playing more games than they were before. Now, this coming year, they're playing one more game than they have been for the past... I don't even know how many years. Um, Sorry, I probably should have looked that up, but hey, we ball. Um, One thing that I'm also going to note with Kyle Pitts before I I wrap it up here, I think, and I've mentioned this before with Arthur Smith specifically being the head coach of the Falcons and just based on what he used to do a lot of as the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans and how I think Kyle Pitts will be used, I'm going to say Kyle Pitts has at least one rush this year and would not surprise me if it was early in week one. Just just so NFL teams have to know, like, hey, we have no problem running it with Kyle Pitts. That, that's what I'm thinking, that he's going to get at least one rush just so NFL teams know what it is and know what they might be expecting or really that they never know what to expect. But... That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we talk about some other Gators draft picks and their fit with their new teams and more. Hopefully, I'm feeling a little bit better tomorrow. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Falcons, hosted by Aaron Freeman, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You may or may not hear me on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Falcons, but Aaron, either way, has a ton of great content planned and plenty of Kyle Pitts talk. So make sure that you don't miss out. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how should NFL teams handle players who do not want to get vaccinated get more of the sports news you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts